Thank you so much for tuning in the podcast of the PG Fellowship Church in Buffalo Valley, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Michael Waters for the message. We can feel the presence of God. The Bible says, hey, when the, when the Spirit of the Lord's there, there's liberty. I mean, what a wonderful day. I'm telling you what, if we just packed our bags and went to the house right now, I've done had church in my heart. I've done had a good time in Sunday school. I've done worshiped the Lord this morning, felt his presence. <laughs> it's been good. You know why? Because I listened to a song this morning and said, it's still real. It's still real this morning. It was real back then. It was real for my grandma and my grandpa, and it's real right now. We might as well, hey, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're lost and undone. There's no better day than the day of salvation, and that's right now, right here. And if you're burdened down this morning, why not just come up here and give it to God this morning? I'm going to read just some scriptures real quick, and then I'm done and out of the way. I waited till late last night to send this to Sister Gail. I, I thought I'd be preaching something else and, and this scripture just <laughs> I'm telling you I love you guys. I love the Lord. He's been so faithful to me. So faithful, and he'll be so faithful to each one of you that's here this morning. If you got your Bibles with you, I pray you got your sword with you. We'll be in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And uh, I just want to read a few scriptures and, and just sit down and get out of the way. I want to see the Lord work this morning. We'll give an altar call here in a few minutes. First Samuel chapter 1. We're going to read down here a few verses. <clears throat> and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag, that on the third day that the Malachites had invaded the south of Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And when he had taken the women captive uh, who uh, were therein, they slew not any, uh, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. And David and his men, uh, they came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David, <clears throat> then David and the people that were with him, they lifted up their voice, and they wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two sons were taken captive, or David's two wives, I'm sorry. David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam, the uh, Jez, uh, Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke a stone in him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man, for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God, and David said, Abathar the priest, Amalek's son, I pray you, or I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought thither the ephod to David. 
And David inquired of the Lord, Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Question. Shall I overtake thee? Question. So he had a couple questions he asked the Lord. And the Bible said, And he answered, The Lord answered David and said, Pursue, David. And I'm adding that in there. Pursue, David, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And David went, he and his 600 men who were with him, and they came to the brook of Bazor, uh, where those who were left behind stayed. And, uh, but David pursued he and the 400 men, for 200 abode behind, uh, because they were so faint that they could not go over the brook of Bazor. And they found an Egyptian in the field, and they brought him to David. And they gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him to drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of the figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit come again uh, again to him, for he had eaten no bread or drank no water there for three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom do you belong and where did you come from? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, a servant of the Amalekite, and my master has left me, or left me, uh, because three days ago I had fell sick and made an evasion upon the south of the uh, Jerethites, and upon the coast which belongs to Judah, and upon the south of, the, uh, of Caleb, and he burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, Can you bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God. That's capital G, that's Jehovah. That you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will bring you down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines or Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight evening unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not any man of them save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Malachites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had uh, been taken uh, to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds and, and drove them before those other cattle and said, This is David's spool. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, I'm truly thankful to be here, God. I love you, Lord, and I love this church. I love each one that's here this morning, God. Lord God, I pray this morning, Lord, that if there's some here this morning that the enemy's just come down to their camp and just had his way and wreaked some havoc and just stole from them, and that we do have one living inside of us if we're born again. Yes, the greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That it ain't my fight. The only fight I can do is fight the good fight of faith. And then we see that all this wickedness and spiritual things in high places. And Lord God, we know that you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And we know this morning that you can... <laughs> that through you we can recover all. And I believe there's some people here this morning, God... But they just need to recover all that, that Satan has stole from them. He's went down to their camp and just done his will, his deed, his way. And I pray this morning, God, through these just few simple scriptures this morning, God, that you would touch every heart that's here, every mind, God, and that you just let us remember, recall what you've done for us in the past, that we could encourage ourselves in the Lord. 
I love you, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm telling you, I don't know whether to cry or to preach or to... <laughs> we see here, and I'm just going to get just a little background of what's going on here. We see here in 1 Samuel chapter 30 that David, I mean, uh, the Bible said he was a man after God's own heart. And we all, if you've studied after David, I have. I know our dear brother Lester has and others. And, and uh, what a mighty man. And he'd done some mighty things. And the Lord wrought some mighty victories through his life. But uh, David had some low points also. And, and we'll see right here in the scripture that uh, I want to go back a couple verses. And I didn't give this to Gail, but... Chapter 27 in the same book, 1 Samuel, verse 1, it said, David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul, for there is nothing for me better than that I should uh, speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall depart from me or of me and seek me no more. So through the things that was going on with Saul and David, David thought it would be better... Amen, to go down to the enemy's camp. And, and I'll, I'll advise you this morning, this is good counsel. You ain't going to find help down at the enemy's camp. Amen. You ain't going to find nothing that will sustain you. You ain't going to find, hey, what will take, hey, you ain't going to fight a spiritual warfare with, hey, with fleshly tools. Amen. It just can't happen. It, it'll fail you sooner than later. And you'll see just how much you need Jesus. And so we see here that David gets down to, uh, if you would, to the Philistines' territory and, and going to chapter 27, verse 5. David said unto the king, Aquish, if now that you have found grace in your eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. <laughs> For why should your servant dwell in a royal city with you? And then the king, Agwish, gave him Ziklag that day, and Ziklag pertains unto the kings of Judah unto this day. So David went down and found favor in the king's sight, and uh, he had a city there, Ziklag, that his wives, his, his cattle, and his, his brave men, his valiant men that he fought battles with, that they lived there. And then we can go on to see that the, that the Philistines was getting ready to go out to war prior to chapter 30. And when they got ready to go out to war... How many knows we're going to fight the good fight of faith? When they got ready to go out to war, the Bible said the other princes of the king, of the Philistine king, said, we better not take David because when we get down there, he's liable to just turn on us and be our adversary. He's liable to fight against us, amen. And so they get down there and they talk to the king and the king said, David, you're just going to have to go. I mean, he took counsel from his, his princes and said, you're just going to have to go and depart from us. And David said, have I done something? Have I, have I not been faithful to you? He said, you have, but you got to go. So David, I want us to picture this in our mind. David has got his choice men. I mean, I'm talking some mighty men that can look hell right in the eyes, amen, because he knew who their helper was and fight some battles. And when they're on their way home, <coughs> I could just imagine this in my mind. As I'm down low and this floor goes up, 
I can just imagine as they're on their way home, and, and they may be praising the Lord. They might have been, hey, it'd be better off to go down and, and we'll fight for Saul. I don't know what was going through their minds. But I, what I do know is by Scripture, amen, by the Word of God, when they got close enough, they could see the smoke rolling over the hilltop. And, they, and when they got up there, they seen their whole city was wiped out. There was no men there to defend it. There was nothing there. The Bible said if the good man knew what time the enemy would come... <laughs> And they could see the smoke arising. And they got down there and there was nothing left. All their herds, cattle, all their livestock, all their great spoiled treasures, and, and all the important things that was important to them was gone. Even their wives and even their children, they was gone. I want you to think about that. They may be somebody here this morning, and I believe there is, that Satan's robbed you of everything you've got. There's just nothing left. Maybe what is left is just holding by a thread. Maybe what's left in your life, hey, I'm telling you what, hey, that if the wind blows, it'll be gone. And, and maybe what this morning, that you need to hear this, that, hey, you can recover all, amen. Hey, there's a God in heaven, amen. Because there's people right here in this very church that's hurt. I, I had some people on the outside of this church this week call me. Hey, they're struggling in their marriage, amen. Outside of this church. No, they don't go to this church struggling, amen. Had a phone call that there's a man crying in the hospital, amen. Help me, amen. I'm going to hell, help me. He could feel the fires burning him, amen, because he knew he was lost. Because the battle is real this morning. As they went through this thing physically, we're going to fight some things spiritually, amen. If you've never known the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible said in John 10, 10, for the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, amen. He wants to wreak havoc in your life, steal everything you've got. If he can rob you of your joy, he'll get you strength. If he can rob you of peace, you'll be in turmoil. And you say, why are you bothered? Because that's what a good shepherd does. Amen. What bothers the people bothers me. Amen, brother. <laughs> the hurts you're facing and going through this morning, it bothers me. Because I know there's victory there. If we'll just place faith in the Lord. I know if we'll just take action in the Lord and place faith. Not just be a hearer of the word this morning, but be a doer also. Amen. Leave us James 1.22. I don't care how of a mighty man you are in the Lord. There's things that hurt, brother. There's things that hurt. David here, a man, the Bible says right here that he was grieved in the heart. The men was grieved. They was, what would you do if you went home and everything was gone? What if you logged in your bank account and everything you'd worked hard for saved up was gone? Would God still be God to you? Hey, if the, the market crashes and you got no more retirement, would God still be God to you? Yes. If death come knocking and a family member that's close to you dies, would, would God still be God to you? Yes. A couple years ago, my older brother died of COVID. 
God's still my God. Amen, he's still my God. Amen. Did I ask why? Yeah, I asked why. But he's still my God. When my grandma died, did it hurt? Did I feel like I got something left my life? Was robbed from me? Yes, I did. I love that sweet lady. We still play cards at the house, and my grandma loved to play cards. She'd love to have you a snack and just play cards and just fellowship. Fellowship has gone out the window. People don't do that much anymore. Would God still be your God this morning? If all else fails... I told you I'm not going to preach too hard this morning. I just want to be real this morning, be genuine this morning. He said, David was greatly distressed. You know what that word distress means? Pain or suffering. Anguish of the body or anguish of the mind. Great trouble, great affliction in need of assistance. David needed some help, amen. David was at wit's end. David's valiant men that would fall behind him in the battle, amen. Hey, they, they was thinking about stoning. They didn't want no more part. Our great leader has left us out to hang. He's, For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of every man was grieved. Have you ever been in that place where you was grieved? Have you ever felt like the enemy come in and just took something valuable from you. Hey, we all better have our hands up or you ain't got much of the spiritual discernment, amen. Because he wants to rob you this morning. Have you ever had something just rock your life? I had something this week do me that way. Something I ain't felt in a long time, and, and Satan, the enemy, dug it up. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple keys real quick, and we're done. The Bible said, David inquired of the Lord. That's good counsel. I don't care what you're facing, what you're going through. Inquire of the Lord. Seek the Lord, amen. Because I'm telling you what, you're going to need him, amen. For the battle that's going to be fought, amen. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, amen. It talks about the armor of God, amen. Spiritual warfare. Hey, I want you to picture in your minds, amen. Hey, spears and shot with the preparation, amen, of your loins, amen. And the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, amen. And the helmet of salvation and each one of them. I want you to think of that as a storehouse this morning, he says that we would wear all of them, amen, that we would suit up and have every one of them, because I'm here to tell you this morning, I can't say this enough, the battle's going to be raging, it's going to be hot, and he's going to try to burn down all that he can, can I tell you what, I've got a pastor friend this morning, Satan can't get him, but he's attacking his family. If you're sold out for God and on the foundation and you're strong, Satan will come every direction. He will steal everything he can from you. He wants all he can get. But ultimately, he wants you. He wants each one of us. But David inquired of the Lord. He asked a couple questions. Should we pursue? Have you ever done that to the Lord? Should I go fight the enemy? Should I go forth? Should I go in the territory of the enemy? 
God says go, go. If God says go, you better suit up and go. If the leader, the captain of the host, if he says go and recover all, hey, hey, we better go and recover all, sis. Hey, we better suit up, amen, and go fight the good fight of faith, amen. We get saved, we better might as well just put the armor on and leave it on, amen. But we've got so many people, amen. If we can spiritually see here this morning, you suited up when you got saved, and now you've laid some armament down, amen. The Lord said, recover all. Recover all. I'll give you a quick example. This is so simple. Friday, I get the call. A man's broke down on the interstate. He said, would you come help? I said, sure. I don't really change flat tires, you know, do that. There's other businesses right in the area that does that. I don't do that, but I can. I said, please call anybody else. I don't want to go. I'm just being honest. I, I don't do that. I don't like getting on the side of the interstate and standing around cars zipping by 70, 75 mile an hour. I just don't like it. I can't do what I'm doing and watch the cars at the same time. It's dangerous. A lot of people died, been hit. And they said, we've called about 15 places. There's nobody. I said, I'll be there. Give me 25 minutes. She pinned me, dropped me a pin, showed me where it's at. And this is the words they said. We've got everything. We've got the spare. We've got the lug wrench. We've got it all, but we ain't got a jack. Could you bring one? My mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to bring a jack. I'm going to bring an impact. I'm going to bring some sockets. I'm going to bring some extra things, amen. You can't get enough Jesus, amen. I'm telling you like this one. You can't get enough spiritual tools to fight the spiritual battle, amen. Because you'll be on the side of heaven's highway, <laughs> broke down, and you ain't going to have what it takes to to change out the problem, to fix the problem, amen. I show up, he gets out real quick. He's got a little bar about this big. He said, these are just too tall. <laughs> he was about my size. I said, there ain't no reason to do that. Let me show you what I got. See, that's what Jesus wants to do to each one of us. He's, he, he don't want to hide no good thing from you. He don't want to take. Hey, hey, he wants to show you what he's got. Hey, and it's right up here this morning. Hey, you can come through like a good soldier and grab this and grab this and grab this. Because you're going to need it, amen, if we're going to fight the good fight of faith. Paul said, I fought a good fight of faith, amen. I finished course. I kept the faith. And henceforth is a crown. Our dear brother this morning sung a song. Imagine what's heaven's like. You know what I'm going to do? I believe it's going to be. A willing and forceful thing at the same time. I'm going to fall down in the presence of God. I'm going to take that crown off and I'm going to lay it down at my Savior's feet. But that's called winning the war. You don't, hey, a soldier that's not steadfast that endures to the end, that sits down, you ain't going to get to lay the crown down this morning. Can I tell you this morning, you can recover all. What if Satan took from you? We used to sing old praise song. I'm going down to the enemy's camp, and I take back what he stole from me. Take back what he stole from me. Take back what he stole from me. But why? Because he's under my feet. He's under my feet. We've got the victory, but we, when, we, when we're in the spiritual car that we're in, heading down towards heaven, we've not took all the equipment with us. Because, Brother Larry, it's going to take some spiritual tools 
to win these spiritual battles. Now, I talked to a couple this week that called me outside this church having marital trouble. I talked to somebody this week. Yesterday, matter of fact, they don't go here. Because I'm not talking about somebody here. They said, I just find a hard time serving the Lord. I'm in and out of church. I'm in and out of church. I'm in and out of church. See, if we're living our salvation in a fleshly walk, spiritual tools ain't going to make sense. Spiritual things is not going to make sense to the carnal man. But you know what, love, you know I loved on these people. The Bible said love casts out a multitude of fear. Love, hey, it never fails. But it's going to take inquiring of the Lord. When the Lord said go, don't we read David went? David fought the battle. He was so hasty and getting there to fight the enemy, 200 out of the 600 choice men, they couldn't sustain the pace. I have a feeling this morning, there's several here that you need to recover all this morning. The Lord has showed me that. The Lord has also shown me there's several here that you've dropped back because you can't sustain the pace. Can I tell you, if you try to do it in the flesh, you'll never sustain the pace. Can I tell you that this morning? How do we get these weapons, these spiritual weapons? The Bible says right here, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain unto the Lord. got so many bookmarks this morning that goes along with this Ephesians chapter 6 starting at verse 10 it says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord be strong in the Lord <laughs> and in the power of his might it don't say my I can do all things not through Michael Waters but the Bible says I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me that strengthens you this morning for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you all the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Have we done all? Have we picked all the spiritual weapons up this morning that he's gave us and the shields and the armament? You know what? It's high time that we wake out of slumber. It's high time that we get connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's high time we start prevailing, amen, and pushing back the, hey, the, the dark things of hey, the world, amen. Stand there for having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherein you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And praying always in prayer and supplications in the Spirit, not in the flesh. 
So David finds himself at a place where everything's gone. I thought about this this morning. Will I ever find myself at a place where this church is all against me? All of David's choice men was against him. Can I tell you what? If you're in the Lord Jesus Christ and everyone comes against you, it'll be all right. Because right. I've got a friend. I've got one that walks with me. See, I was thinking about David here. See, David, <laughs> he inquired himself in the Lord. How did he do that? You know the first thing we ought to do? It said Lamentations 3.21, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Hey, that we ought to remember back to the goodness and the things that God's done for us. Remember back to the day He saved you when He pulled you up and the chains fell away. Remember the day that you experienced His love. Remember all the times, if you would, when God has showed up and you know without a shadow of a doubt that it was the Lord Jesus Christ that helped you through the battle that was out in front of you. He said, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It's the Lord's mercies that we're not all consumed. Because great is thy faithfulness. Amen. You know what the Bible says over there? That's the Old Testament. Because they're connected. There'll be a witness. It says in 2 Timothy 1.5. This I recall to my mind. This I remember to my mind. That unfeigned faith that was first that dwelled in you, young Timothy, that first was in your grandmother Lois, Amen. and then is your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that it's in you also. That you stir up the gift of God with the laying on of my hands. <laughs> you see how important this thing is? That's the reason we've got to have some memorial flags in our relationship, in our walk, in our salvation that we can go back to. That's the reason I'm telling you what, you can get saved at home. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you get saved here, you've got a monument, a place that you can go back to in your mind and say, I give my life at PG Fellowship. Amen. When you've had an experience and there's others around with you. Amen. Because Satan will love to come to you and say, that didn't happen. What you thought you experienced, that's a lie. You're the only one. Nobody else. He said, but I've not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. That sound mind comes with putting on the helmet of salvation. That everything that seems like it could be settled in your life. But can I tell you this morning, if they come up and, and play one this morning, I want you to think about this. And this may be the worst message you've ever heard, and that's okay. Because I don't claim to be nothing anyways. This will help you, though, if you let it. This will help you. You're going to need it. But it's going to take coming up and grabbing the pieces of armor that you ain't got. It's going to take having the right tools to fight the battle. He says there in Lamentations, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good unto them who wait for him and the soul that seeks him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Have you, can I tell you this morning, you've waited long enough for the salvation of the Lord. 
You've waited long enough this morning. And the enemy's fought you tooth and nail. Dear brother right here, he's waited and the Lord's blessed him. He had a blessing there yesterday. See, if you'll wait for the Lord. See, David, he didn't just gather the men up, shake some spears and and give a good speech. Amen. Motivational speech. Hey, just come on out. Let's fight the battle. Amen. But he inquired of the Lord first. He wanted wanted the direction of Jehovah. Because you know the secret of it is, if we're following after him, we'll be like Elisha and the servant. The servant feared, but he prayed for him, Lord, open his eyes. There's more with us than they are with them. There's more with us this morning than they are with this old world. We've got a whole heavenly host. We're going to win the war. We're going to win the war. As they play this morning and you all stand. Are you lacking anything this morning? On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary
Amen. 